Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 222nd episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. This is the end of year extravaganza edition. I'm extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And joining me today, the corpo to my street kid, the podcast ride or die that I have been in these co-host chairs with for many years. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ellie Hart. What is going on today with the second last THG episode of 2020, Miss Hart? What up? My golly, we're finally at the end of 2020. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're knocking on the door. We are knocking on the door to 2021 right now. Who knows if that door is going to get opened aggressively into our face and like knock us on our ass again, mm-hmm. but uh, we're just about there. So huzzah, pat on the back, high fives, fist pump, all that kind of stuff. All that jazz, yeah. So All that jazz. Oh, as, yeah. we, as we edge on to the end of the year, you'd think uh, gaming-wise things would get a bit more on the lighter side, but it seems like we've had a pretty pretty chonky week of uh, gaming shenanigans. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, obviously, we had the, the Game Awards for 2020 yeah. air on various platforms just yesterday. Congratulations to all the winners uh, for picking up awards Yesterday, uh, also congratulations to myself for narrowly edging out you on a score of two points to one out of five points. So mm-hmm. uh, we missed the boat on a couple of these these winners with uh, neither of us getting a point for content creator of the year and also uh, best multiplayer. But, that was uh, a shock. We, we scored. <laughs> was it you were shocked? The, uh, the multiplayer one. Like it's a good shock. It's actually a really, really good shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was taken out by Among Us, where where you put uh, put thoughts into um, like between us. I think we had Fall Guys and Animal Crossing. Like you had Animal Crossing for yours, and I had Fall Guys for that. I had Best Family Game for Animal Crossing. You had Minecraft Dungeons, mm-hmm. and it was taken out by Animal Crossing. Uh, content creator, we were both off the mark with uh, Valkyrie winning that one. Uh, best performance, you took that out. Uh, nailing it with laura bailey who played abby in the last of us part two and then game of the year where you went with the underdog in hades and i went with the the closer to shore thing and uh landed me a point and i think that was what got me home with the last of us part two yeah that was the one i was waiting for yeah so pizza's in the mail <laughs> yeah it's totally in the mail it's <laughs> kind of i would not complain if you actually, sent me a frozen pizza I was, I, was, I was just like visualizing me of getting like like a very classic like traditional american pizza like maybe a new york slice or a chicago oh pie God, and just putting no, it into a please. box and then you get it as all like the box is see-through from all the oil and, <laughs> and you know what though i reckon it still tastes better than most pizza shops over here in australia Probably. so uh Probably. Yeah, God, I am I'm tonguing for pizza. Uh, full disclosure, my mum's we're sort of doing a, a Saturday sort of hang session today, and uh, on the docket we're going to Bunnings, we're going to Costco, where we are also going to be taking away a big giant eighteen inch uh, pepperoni pizza pie. And then we're going to go to the movies, so it's uh, it's going to be a good Saturday afternoon evening. I'm looking forward to it. I gotta say, yeah, I might have some really good American pizza over here, but nothing beats a Bunnings 
like sausage zinger. Yep, yeah. Going to do probably the Bunnings snag for lunch, pick up a couple of things. And yeah, then just just live live our best out, excuse me, weekend of life. But um, mm. I guess we should talk about uh, a little ditty that came out this past week. Actually, we'll talk about that second because something else we've been playing a little bit this past <laughs> week, coinciding with the uh, the seventh like the seventh season of uh, Apex Legends making its way to all platforms. You and I have been rolling out yeah. a little bit in Apex together. Uh, it's It's been fun. It's been a journey. It How really you been has. Um, so, like, I've been, I think I've mentioned it in a few podcasts in a row where I've mentioned, like, oh, I really want to get into Apex. It looks good. I usually enjoy myself. I just, like, I, I feel like if I'm going to get into it, I really need to get into it. And, yeah, like, the first few times I kind of jumped in, I was, terrible at it i was dying constantly i wasn't contributing anything and i actually really sat down i even said it to you i said i think in order for me to enjoy this and obviously get better i just need to play it every day like just put in my hours every day and you know just dedicate some time to see if it if i improve and yeah i've improved dramatically like last night i've i've taken on bloodhound as my main um, oh yeah good call Cool. Um, um, as of last night, we got a second place. Uh, me and two randos got a second place, and I got five kills in that match. So a massive improvement from zero and dying instantly. Um, <laughs> and I like it being like a good contribution to the team as well, with like reviving strategic movements, obviously using bloodhounds, like sonar radar kind of thing to see where everyone is placed on the map. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling really, really good about it. Who knew if you actually practiced a bit and really set some time aside, you could actually get better at a game. Yeah, like um, I hadn't played in quite some time as well. So the new map was uh, a bit of an adjustment. Uh, yes. Finding out where the safer zones to drop are and spoilers, I don't think there is There's any. None. I think it's just spicy no matter where you go. It is just zero to a million the second you hit the ground. Uh, off off that initial sort of drop out of the ship which is which is bonkers but it makes for some pretty hairy gameplay right off the bat so as much as i'm swearing and cussing here and there uh i'm still really enjoying the game and and it's been fun to as you said like get back into the the game and really focus on the the mechanics and being a good teammate not just being one of these lone wolf mad dogs that every other person we seem to get partnered up with was yeah, when we were doing trios. We, we did get unlucky sometimes with those kind of lone rangers. They're so frustrating to me. Like, I know that, like, they've got a way they want to play and they're just pushing, pushing, pushing. But, like, when you're in a squad, I think you need to sort of respect that you've got two other squad mates, especially ones that you've probably never played with before. So maybe dial it back just a step and, like, tell them what, like, you know, ping where you're going or... or use the comms to say, yeah, go on here or let's do this instead of just we're, we're sort of looting and then you find out old mates halfway across the map already engaged yeah. in a firefight. And it's like, dude, what's going on? I've got a white, like I've got a level one shield here and an RE45. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? And that's the problem is that like my instinct as a player is always to support like the team. Like, you know, even if we've all just loaded it into the map and one of us is getting shot, I go and run, I grab a gun and then I go. Like, I don't care if I've like, if I haven't got shields. I'm like, the best thing I can do is support my team. So mm. the other issue that we had is these Lone Rangers run off. 
they go off and do their own thing, they land where they want, they go off and then we're getting ourselves situated, they're miles away and then they're pinging us going, I'm down, I'm down. I was like, well, you ran off, you dumbass. Yeah, like, you made that bed. Yeah, exactly, lay in it. Um, yeah, so so that's frustrating, but like it's it's been fun to to get back into it. Like we, we got a we got a got a couple of victories as yeah. well, which has been nice. So a couple <laughs> couple of dubs. One of them was probably less deserving than the other. That's for sure. No, I'm remembering the last one that we had where I was. I kept on telling that like you guys kept on you and the other random person would just keep on running off, and I'd be like harvesting stuff out of like someone's like dropped box or whatever. And then I was like, because your lifeline, you dropped the, um, what what is it actually called? The thing that you dropped the, um, I think it, it's just a, like a care package. Yeah. Care package. What they call it. Yeah. So like I was just grabbing what I needed from the care package and then I turned around next minute, it goes, your team won. I'm like, I wasn't even there. <laughs> that was a hairy battle at the end too i don't know how we how we pulled it off because there was i think two squads left and yeah it was you guys against them i was too busy sitting at that box just like oh i'll take that and oh i need this and then i turn around it's like you won i'm like oh participation yeah Uh, but it's 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 been good and my biggest uh like impression of the game lately from a positive perspective is like this was my first foray into the uh the cross play that they've implemented now oh, yeah. which i think they brought in at maybe the end of october i think it came in and they sort of said it was like a like a beta like it's 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 sort of a work in progress but it seems really smooth like you've been playing on pc i've been yeah. playing on xbox and we haven't really had any issues where like one of us have dropped out no. uh, the connections have been pretty stable the the comms have been fine like obviously we talk typically over uh, xbox live party chat just to get out of game chat and get out of that kind of toxic shit you can get thrown into there but yeah, like no it's been super smooth super smooth which i've been really really impressed with yeah and even speaking in communications even playing with randos i don't go on the mic because yeah it can be pretty nasty sometimes um but the inbuilt communication thing that they've got like the pinging system and also like communication just generic like talk um it's really good like the last match that i kind of played with like this you know i was able to like hear that my teammate was looking for a specific ammo i was able to help that vice versa like it's pretty good that you don't have to actually talk to these people (laughs) speaking like a true introvert right there (laughs) (laughs) respawn have done phenomenally well with that and, and obviously a lot of the things they brought out in apex are now been rolled into into Warzone, into Fortnite, the ping system and stuff like that. Like it's such a simple, simple addition to the game. But as you said, it then cuts out any stress of having to be on comms. Exactly. Because there are a lot of fuckheads playing this game. And I think yep. we've both dealt with them. And and many other games have dealt with similar people playing this or anything else. Like, especially when you're then if you chuck the fact that you're a female playing a game, you say something on there, there's a chance that you could get something derogatory thrown back at you, something sleazy, something sexist. You know, like there is some real turd burglars out there that'll just say whatever they can to be cool and edgy and just be dickheads. So it's nice that you can sort of take that step back and just be pinging around instead of asking for things and then getting verbally abused thrown back at you. Exactly. Exactly. It shouldn't be done. But it's been really good. But it's helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Been really good. Uh, I dabbled with Horizon, the new character as well. Still getting used to... (laughs) I think that's the biggest problem with with the amount of games we've been playing lately is rewiring my brain on the fly as far as what buttons do what. (laughs) 
like um and and trying to remember what the layout is to do certain things so i found myself occasionally triggering her abilities when i thought i was going to be throwing a grenade or something like that or opening a door or you know just just Mm -hmm. silly dumb stuff but she's pretty cool yeah lifeline's still my my main but been dabbling with her when with horizon when lifeline gets picked up and i really like her like vortex ability thing and just pulling everybody in and then tossing grenades and just you know raining havoc on these people but uh yeah been enjoying it uh but yeah if, if anyone's out there wants to play some apex we we often need a third player so we have a uh, club. hit us up yeah we got a club the 8-bit nation you can uh just search that 8-bit nation or i think if you search the the um the four digit tag just the, the letter or oh, the number eight and then bit search it you'll be able to just uh request an entry or i think maybe you can just join automatically i don't even know if there's any any sort of uh, any vetting process. <laughs> we accept yeah, anyone. <laughs> yeah, Please you're all him. welcome in the 8-Bit Nation. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, obviously, we've both uh, been sinking our teeth into what is arguably the biggest or at least one of the three biggest games to come out in 2020. Mm. And that is uh, Cyberpunk 2077, obviously uh, done by CD Projekt Red. Made its way out uh, this past week on December the 10th. How you find it so far? So we're both playing on Xbox Series X for those uh, listening at home. I guess first and foremost, we're going to be doing a spoiler cast on this game in the coming weeks, just deep diving on it a little bit more. So we're not going to go too deep today, but uh, I started as far as my my class or my backstory. Uh, I was a street kid. Did you end up going with the Corpo? Or yeah, I did. You did go Corpo? <laughs> yeah, I went Corp. Nice, nice. I thought you thought you would have. I knew you said that was the way you were going to go. Uh, I saw you made yourself uh, in a pretty good likeness, very, very on brand. As good as it could get. The um, customization was at a level where you felt like there was a good amount of customization, but not enough to be like, ooh, I see some similarities. So mm. I had to meet in the middle. Yeah, like I did same. Like I've, I've sort of... Uh, took some of my likenesses or some of my traits and applied it to uh, my female, uh, my male V uh, equivalent in Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. So I did make a, like I didn't save through, but I, I played with both female and male just to sort of see what they'd look like through the creator. And there is a lot of options, uh, a lot of hair options. My goodness, I think there was like 40 different hairstyles for both the male and the female. Yeah. That, actually, that's one thing. A lot that, of the same though. Exactly. Like the, for like long hair for a female, it was pretty much the same. It's like, oh, you want longer hair, you want it a bit thinner, maybe mm. some fringe. Um, I also yeah, do, you want, do you want a bob with a shaved left side or do you want a slightly <laughs> shorter or longer bob with a shaved left side? Full you shave, know? short There's shave. There's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, like, um, some, like one of my friends kind of said to me that he would have more appreciated the whole, um, like obviously maybe not with hair, but like um, with certain other features like a slide bar because there was like yeah. a lot of times where I was trying to memorize the numbers that I'm like, okay, I think I like this one. I think I like that one, but let me go through all of them and then... You know, you had to remember, okay, what was the numbers that I was okay with kind of thing. So, yeah, it was a good amount. But then, yeah, at the same time, it just also wasn't enough. I don't know. Mm. Uh, like, I, I am happy with my result, but yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot to do as far as how you want your character to look like. And it's kind of funny too because, <laughs> um, yeah, once, once, you, once you've made yourself, the only time you really see yourself is when you're looking in a bathroom mirror. And even then that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> i husband, haven't had that issue like really my husband lost yeah. all his hair <laughs> oh wow 
Yeah, now my hair has stayed on my head in in uh in I Cyberpunk when I do look in the mirror. <laughs> Wait, I'm just like nonchalant walk up to the mirror and it's like, oh look at yourself. I'm like, oh good, I'll change my lipstick. And then my character's just there, butt naked in the mirror. I'm like, cool, was I not wearing clothes this entire time? I'm pretty certain I was. Yeah, like um the genitalia thing was uh it's obviously doing the rounds across the internet. Like uh, you can choose to have a penis or like you can have male or female genitalia, uh, whether you are a male or a female. Mm. So that's interesting. Uh, and then obviously you can uh, you can improve your endowment if you'd like to on the yeah. male side. And then you can uh, pick, your, pick your way. You've got your little pubic hair set out, the color of it and everything. So you can get really crafty with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, you don't really see that outside of a couple of random things where like I've noticed, yeah, like in the early game, like I went back to my apartment once or twice and then yeah, I was in the nub for some reason. I'm like, okay, what what happened last night? Like, <laughs> no, I get it. I'm in my apartment. You just get rid of all your clothes. Why not? But um, the thing that kind of like bothered me is that like, you know, I was so proud of my like, you know, I was proud of my character. I appreciated the detail, like even her cute little like freckles and everything, mm-hmm. the redness in her eyes that I chose to, you know, put in there. <laughs> um, so I feel that yeah. right now. <laughs> so, but then um, the first sequence is her staring at herself in the mirror in the game, and she just did not look like anything that I created. She had black hair, black eyes, and pale skin. So that could have been any character creators, <laughs> all that attention yeah, to wow. detail. It was just, it was essentially gone. Like That's interesting. Like, I don't recall when, when you get yeah, that opening sort of credit where you're looking at yourself. All the detail I had stayed there. But like, how much detail did you put in? Like, like, cause like I was, I like, I had like freckles. I had like, you know, the customization near my eyes, like some kind of like wiring. Yeah. You know, like the little cybernetic yeah. enhancements. Yeah. But like, yeah. When she was like looking at herself in the mirror, I think I maybe even have a picture. Um, yeah. She just looked like a pale. Oh, damn. White guy. No, I had, I had all the detail. Like I've got a few enhancements in the face and a couple of piercings, beard, uh, you know, crew cut hair and some freckles and stuff mm-hmm. but um i don't know this game like uh <laughs> yeah i don't know if you, we wanted to touch on i guess the bugginess of it like we, we won't really dive into spoilers like no. you said you've played about five hours so far I, yeah i would say it would be definitely like five to six hours um and i barely made it through the first part of the story i've brain danced <laughs> typical alley fashion like oh, um so bad I, i'm at about 20 20 something hours so far like uh, i've been so playing a lot yeah <laughs> like they, they said the the mainline story you think you can finish it between 20 and 30 hours but mm-hmm. like what you just alluded to there is so much going on outside of the main quest where there's Achilles so many heel. side missions and just random things you can get into that you can really get lost in this world like i gotta say for as much of as this releases we've got like this is the the previous gen version for all intents and purposes like the next gen patch for xbox series x and playstation 5 isn't coming out until sometime in 2021 Mm. you can see it in some of the character models as far as it looking a little dated a little sad but the environment itself is stunning like i love the neon aesthetic and the city skylines and just this futuristic vibe uh you do have some 
some textures popping here and there. Like you can sort of get a pretty good draw distance, but you're just noticing things pop up here and there, like really close to you as opposed to in the distance, if that makes sense. Like you can see a good skyline, but as you're walking or driving or running or whatever, you'll see little textures pop up on the pavement all of a sudden beside you yeah. or like random little bits of building or person or whatever, like 20 meters away instead of, you know, a kilometer away where the, the draw distance is alluding to. So that's a bit strange. Like yeah. the game is very, very undercooked, I think, from a from a quality assurance perspective with bugs and just weird-ass glitches and things. Occasionally I've found playing it, it'll get, like the game will freeze. Yeah. So like not not hard freeze where the console shuts down or anything, but it'll freeze. So what I've had to do is press the the home button on the Xbox controller, uh, go back to the home screen, then press back onto the game. Yeah. And then the game will move again. Exactly the same. Yeah, I'm happy in that regard that it's not like hard reset on the game, lost my potential progress to where I was, blah blah blah. But it's happened, God, at least a dozen times where I've had to do that at least. So Four it's a bit of a pain in the ass. Four yeah, times. So that's, well, that's yeah, one every hour and 15 minutes for you. Yep. <laughs> so, so that's been a bit of a pain in the ass to say the least. Uh, that's That's been my note, biggest noticeable reoccurring glitch. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you get some weird characters popping in or popping out or, or items going strange. Like there was a, a bar scene last night I was in. I was pissing myself laughing because I'm having having a couple of drinks with this character rogue and she pours pours the two tequilas for her and myself she grabs it with her hand but it's like a meter away over here just floating the glass <laughs> so she's drinking it it's sort of almost hitting me in the face and then she puts it down and then she gets her cigarette pack out and it's the same thing the cigarette pack's like floating a meter above herself as she gets the cigarette out and she's holding and then there's this floating smoke in front of her and like it's just shit like that that happens occasionally where you just it's not game breaking, but it just It's immersion. Like breaking. it breaks the tone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like Yeah, which sucks. <laughs> it didn't take long for me. Like the first nightclub, um, there's a woman just like sitting off to the side, just full on tea posing. And like I would speak to her and her head would just like break and like twist like full <laughs> like like three sixty off her head. And at first I'm like, is the like Ms. like CD Project Red, are they being ironic here? Like just by having one person tea posing in the club. But then there was another guy who was eating something, it would drop out of his hand, but he'd be still eating it, and then it would like go zoop back off the ground and be in his <laughs> hand again. Um there was a guy that was like levitating um there's a guy that kept on walking through this wall um and this was all within like the first like maybe one or two hours of me playing this game um yeah i was just like oh shit oh shit um jackie he's sitting there eating his like noodles with chopsticks the chopsticks froze then another pair got into his hand then he was using two pairs of chopsticks to eat with his noodles. He's a very talented man. Very talented man. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So there's just like I've been a lot of things where it's just completely, like you said, like parts of the building have gone missing. Characters have like zoomed in and out, like have appeared, disappeared, and then reappeared again. And I'm just like, oh boy, like. Yeah, this stuff is crazy. And like CD Projekt Red have already said that they've dropped another patch um, for PlayStation and PC. Um, 
but they're still working on the Xbox One. But from what I've heard, the PlayStation people have experienced much more severe issues where um, I people are saying that it's bricking their console, like it's like full like crashing their console. Which is terrifying to think about. Exactly. Like, um, <clears throat> it's crazy to think that this game was delayed, like it ended up <laughs> releasing on its fourth try this year. So, uh, and it's still come out a little underdone and like obviously their mo for these delays was we want this game to be right we don't want to obviously uh release something that is is not quite there yet and yet that's what we've gotten uh so it's very telling uh as far as this game needing more time in the oven that's for sure i mean and it's pretty like it's a to me it's a bit of a smack in the face to fans because fans were usually pretty good about it they were like take your time Whatever you need to make a full polished game for a good experience for us, take your time. And so they still, like, unfortunately released it, whether it was pressure from, you know, shareholders or whatever, but they released the game. So all that time of us going, take your time. We want a good experience. So you make that good experience. And then they've gone, here you go. It's a cake. And the middle part is a bit raw. <laughs> so just, you know, don't mind those pieces. But yeah, it didn't. I mean, it didn't make a huge amount of difference for PC players, though. Did you see, like, they broke the mm. Steam single-player concurrent record over a million players uh, this week, getting amongst Cyberpunk. So they're certainly selling units. They also announced that all the sales that they've done for this game has now, you know, I think they said it's like cooped everything from production to marketing. So everything's been covered now. And in two days, I just don't like. Um, I don't appreciate how well that they've done with this considering to me me personally um i think how dodgy they were with in regards to the review process um apparently mm-hmm. giving major outlets only pc versions um and telling them only to use b-roll not to use their own footage and then we all soon to find out that yet the apparently the best way to play this is on pc because um, the console experience is pretty bad um and it's, it's worse for ps4 owners and you know xbox one um owners but yeah it's just i i'm not really keen on how that happened or how some of this has happened it seems really dodgy to me yeah it's uh certainly some shady practices going on like it's it's clear that they knew that the best experience that's out there in the current builds as PC. So they're like, let's double down and ensure the media junket around this is going to be as positive as it can be. So PC keys for everybody, uh, especially because obviously it's, it's the more powerful platform still, even though the PS5 and Series X have got some grunt under the hood, they're still paling in comparison to, you know, the new 3080s and stuff like that. So I get it in that regard, but it is still pretty shady that they sort of, controlled the narrative as far as how these games could potentially be reviewed and and received but yeah. yeah i i like the world like um like the world like the characters like the combat the rpg side as far as uh y- your abilities and and focusing on certain ways you want to play whether you want to be like a brawler you want to be a hacker you want to use guns I'm finding myself using a katana a lot. I'm running around with a katana just slicing the absolute shit out of everybody in this game, cutting arms and heads off everywhere. And, uh, you know, just it's it's awesome. But I like that you can sort of make your V unique to you yeah. as far as how you want to play and how you want to go about doing, doing quests and uh, handling objectives and stuff. 
the the characters you meet are pretty cool so much uh modification going on some of the characters you meet are just nightmare fuel looking like uh some of the more um, psycho naughty bloody crazy enemies you meet and they've just had so many modifications to their heads and faces and they're more robot than human these days is just I think bonkers bad they look really oh they cool. do but some of them are freaky yeah um i like the world i guess is a bit shocking to me right now because it just it does look more um you know kind of run down like futuristic in the sense of um i guess i'm thinking more like fifth element where it's like more like with gray tones and elements of light like at nighttime it looks better with like yeah. the city lights and everything but during the daytime it just feels just like a little bit like run down with like elements of like futuristic like storefronts lighting maybe a few like technology item kind of things so and and I, like established i'm still pretty early on in the game but um yeah I'm, i guess i was just a bit surprised i'm not like fully surprised because they did show us everything that i've seen so far they did show us in the trailer like in regards to the settings um Mm -hmm. but i guess like i guess some of us was kind of hoping for more of a um uh, like a Blade Runner, I guess. Like, like there's Blade Runner elements to it, but I guess we're just. Yeah. Was, I'm looking for more, <laughs> more like lighting, more neon, more, you know, pretty shiny things. Yeah, it, it certainly pops when the sun's down, and and you yeah. see all the billboards and and around the the nice parts of the city, and it's it's really popping off, and there's just crazy pinks and purples and and neon color palette everywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's where the game really shines, but. Yeah, right now it's not a perfect game by any means. Like uh, anyone giving it five out of fives or ten out of tens and stuff, I don't think you can in its current state. Like I'd probably give it about an eight right now and maybe that's potentially generous and overlooking some of these bugs. Like I'm enjoying it. I like the gameplay loop. I like the leveling. I like the characters. Really like the story. But yeah, it does feel a little light on as far as just the quality of the game and that's where i'm sort of nicking it at the moment because i'm i'm yeah 20 odd hours in and i've got to a quest line now where it's broken like i've got to this part where i've got to jump in this car with with uh pan am out in sort of the the outskirts like the deserty sort of area um outside of of night city and i get to this part where i've got to jump in her car with her and then you know we go to this next quest point and the game like goes to a load screen and it just freezes and this has happened like i've i've reloaded it reinstanced this thing like a half a dozen times now tried to skip the the driving scene as well same thing it gets to like one fifth of the load bar and just freezes and i've let it go for like 15 20 minutes so So i need to now avoid like i haven't actually tried going to play another quest to see if maybe i can still keep going in other areas but yeah it's a bit of a game breaker for me and i'm like well fuck i'm done for now putting this down this is frustrating the hell out of me i've just wasted an hour trying to get this thing working and it's not so it's been very 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 upsetting that part but outside of that i'm, I'm digging it i love this world love the characters i've just got a got a bit of a, a hard on for this type of type of universe like the whole cyberpunk as you mentioned like blade runner and that world is one of like my favorite films of all time and just i love the aesthetic and the characters and seeing it realized in a game like this it's just mm. 
But the, but the bugs, my god, the bugs. The bugs are annoying. I love the quests. The quest lines and the characters so far that I've encountered, I adore. Like, I think they've done really good, um, like, like narrative um, as well as dialogue for characters. I haven't once found anyone annoying. I adore Jackie. He's, he's a good bug. He's awesome. Yeah. He reminds me so much in... And even his his demeanor and his outlook of a game we talked about before reminds me of like he'd be like Gibraltar's cousin, <laughs> like they've got the same look, the same cruisy like salt of the earth types of guys, really big hearted and uh, yeah love love Jackie, big fan of Jackie. Yeah, got a bit of a crush on Judy Alvarez. I don't know if you've come Judy, across her in the yeah, game yet. Yeah, my brain yeah. dancer buddy. Yeah, yeah, oh, brain dancing. That is so fucking. That, cool. I did want to mention. I adore brain dancing. It's my jam it's crime solving it's investigation it's it's very um ah detroit become human like you know like i love that shit so i've got to say that is one element in this game that i'm all for i love it yeah no so um yeah overall i think early early opinions the game's good leading towards great in certain aspects but overall the experience is a little bit janky and i think that's probably uniformed across all platforms from people it's just a shame like you want you want people to do well you want everyone to have a great experience but in the end it just got pushed out and now it's left a sour taste so yeah it's like home like home food delivery like if you go and get your kfc yourself and run it straight home it's going to be amazing, going to be perfect. But if you get Uber Eats to do it for you, it's going to come with 20% less quality. And that's what it feels like to me. Like you're still getting the meal that you ordered, but the chips are a little bit more soggy. They're not as warm. The burger isn't as fresh. Like you're still like, mm, this is good and it's filling me up. But I know it could have been better if it just, I went there and got it or ate there myself. Like that's that's the this game. perfect hungry game is an allergy right there. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm thinking about KFC me too all right yeah but um a full cyberpunk 2077 spoiler cast will be out in the coming weeks as well once we've had more time to to play through and digest so uh yeah keep your eyes and ears peeled for the thg rss feed for that one uh quick bit of housekeeping obviously as mentioned this is the second last episode of thg for 2020 excuse me next week we have our festivus episode recapping the year that was and airing our gaming grievances uh, full spoilers, we have two very special guests making their long-awaited return to the Hungry HQ studio. We've actually got Reese Kirby and Salim the Dream Abraham coming back for this uh, special one-off. So the original band is going to be back together doing some Festivus fun. Uh, you've still got time to submit your Festivus responses as well. So if you wanted to just uh, head over to our Twitter at We Are 8-Bit and I'm pretty sure it should be the pinned post at the top. Uh, and click the the Google Forms link to go and put your gaming grievances in and we'll unpack all of those uh, during the recording next week. So you've still got a few days, so jump in, do that. And if you do, you can be in the running to win yourself some 8-bit and Audio-Technica swag. So you're going to win about 400 bucks worth of stuff, including a pretty schmicko gaming headset. So uh, what do you got to lose? It's going to take you a couple of minutes. You could win a good chunk of stuff, good early Christmas present to yourself maybe, or maybe to a loved one. Yeah. Yeah, outside of that, obviously shop8bit.net if you want to pick up some some merch and 8-bit related swag. 
patreon.com forward slash we are at bit if you want to support us monetarily you do not have to but for as low low price of one dollar a month you're going to get early access to a heap of podcasts as well as other exclusive content and uh, merchandise you cannot get anywhere else in the universe uh, once you're done checking us out obviously head on over to audiotechnica.com to get the best audio-based equipment we're talking headphones microphones gaming headsets you name it, they've got it. Uh, you know They've been our partner since day one. They're going to be our partners in day one million. We love these guys that much. And yeah, they've got the best in audio-based equipment. But yeah, Miss Hart, shall we get into our last little bit of uh, housekeeping via way of talking about our friends over at Manscaped mm-hmm. and then get into the, uh, the meat and potatoes of this episode. What do you reckon? Let's do that. All right, listeners. So by now, you should all know about our friends over at Manscaped the masters of below-the-belt grooming, and the purveyors of perfect pubic hair. And in order to become the king or queen of Night City, you're going to need to start with none other than the Perfect Package 3.0 kit. It is equipped with all the necessary mods to have you hacking your way to the top in no time. It all starts with the Lawnmower 3.0, the Johnny Silverhands of hair trimmers, which comes complete with advanced skin-safe technology via way of its patented ceramic blade. You'll be wielding it like a katana in no time. Ooh, it also comes with an assortment of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine and ensure you stay at your maximum HP. Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant for your MaxDoc Mark 1s. This is a total game changer. Why are you not already putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Next up is the Crop Reviver, a spray-on toner that not only refreshes your reflex booster, but also gives you a little pep in your stealth-like step. The Perfect Package also comes with a nifty travel bag to ensure that you don't end up over-encumbered, disposable shaving mats, and a set of the comfiest anti-chaving boxes you have ever worn. This is the Perfect Package for your Perfect Package. And listeners, we have this very special promotion where you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code 8bit at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code A-T-E-B-I-T. Remember people, nobody likes a dirty cybernetic enhancement. Nobody. All right. So it is our end of year extravaganza. And uh, we thought we'd do things a little bit differently this year. And uh, we've got sort of five... Five headlines, five award categories, five nominees. I don't know really what we describe them as, but uh, five things in the year that we thought mm. would be worth a mention or a reference. And um, kicking things off, we went with best character of 2020. So this didn't specifically have to be from the video game universe, but uh, 99% of our answers did, uh, obviously because we're primarily a video game show. But uh, if we sort of just start going through some of these responses, uh, we do have some some double-ups, triple-ups, so on and so forth. Uh, mm. But uh, just, I guess, shows the, the quality of uh, character that we were introduced to this mm. past year. Yeah, and I also want to say and, a massive uh, thanks to everyone in our community who um, actually, you know, took the time to write in and share their opinions. 100%, yeah. Uh, means an awful lot and... Uh, we will be announcing a random winner for, for one of these responses uh, on the socials for for this episode, obviously, and then also doing another one for Festivus as well. So we've got uh, yeah two separate two separate sort of eight bit swag packs we're giving away, both with a pretty nifty headset in there and some other bits and pieces as well. Mm. So the first one, sadly, I've got zero skin in this game. Uh, our man Bruckus, he's uh, said Barrett, so that's uh, in reference to Final Fantasy VII remake, mm. which I still. 
Barrett's a dude. I didn't play it, but I witnessed, um, you know, gameplay of it. And Barrett seems like a really, really good guy. He is. He's got a big gun arm, doesn't he? A big, big old like mini gun, gun arm. arm. Big old gun arm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of the games that I'm going to get into once I finish Cyberpunk, I think. I want to play some Final Fantasy VII Remake. It won some awards. It did win some awards. Just shout out to everyone involved in that. But yeah, Ruckus putting his uh, putting his money on Barrett for best character of 2020. Grocks, Eivor of the Raven Clan. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just, I'm like, who? And I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Valhalla. Yes. Uh, I would give an honorable mention to this. I didn't ultimately uh, put my put my chips in for Eivor, even though I do have a pretty big uh, pretty big Viking-based crush on uh, on her. But mm. um, yeah, great game. Uh, we will have the Assassin's Creed Valhalla spoiler cast dropping a couple of days after this episode drops. So if you want to want to go deep with Jono and I on Valhalla, now's your time. Uh, we that episode ran in over two hours. It was uh, it was imagine. a very very deep dive on Valhalla, and we didn't even touch on some of the things we wanted to touch on. Surprisingly, so uh, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our man Gossip Dan. Tom Nook mm-hmm. is his best character of 2020. I've I got agree. some things to say about that, but we'll probably uh, we'll wait till the end to talk about Mr. Nook. Uh, not Doritos chip gives us Sylvanas. Obviously, she is a stalwart of the World of Warcraft or Warcraft universe. Uh, she's uh, featuring heavily in sh- the, the latest Shadowlands expansion that dropped a few weeks back as well. I love Sylvanas. She's a pretty, pretty badass elf with a mean bow and arrow. I have to take you got it. no skin I, in I've, that game? I probably have a rough idea of who that is because you can't really escape well, but yeah, no skin in this one. Mm-hmm. The next one I've got a bit of skin in. Reminiz <laughs> throws his voice, oh, his vote, sorry, and his voice, I guess, his word-based voice because he sent this in via a, a Google form. Jin Sakai gets his best character of 2020. And uh, I guess while we're here... Uh, Roller 91 also tossed it towards Jin Sakai as well, as well as Nobu from the Game Sushi podcast. So uh, a lot of love for Jin in Ghost of Tsushima, rightfully so, one of the best games of the year. Not the game of the year, unfortunately, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that ruffled a few feathers, I'll it tell you what. It did, but it was like, like it, to be fair, when it comes to game of the year, that lineup was pretty solid, so... Yeah. But I think I just feel like a lot of us kind of knew where it was going anyway. So yeah, yeah, and so did uh, Tom as well as uh, Morgan Phoenix. They both threw their votes towards Abby from The Last of Us Part Two. With Morgan Phoenix saying her redemption story in The Last of Us Part Two was brilliant, and I concur, young man or old man or just man. Uh, the next one, Colin in mono, Ellie from The Last of Us Part Two gets some love. And so does Australia's Jono Peck throwing some love to her as well, saying, I love the progression of Ellie's story in Last of Us Part 2. She's a character I've built so much fondness for and seeing her through all the highs and lows, in brackets, mostly lows, was a heartwarming, inspiring and traumatizing experience rolled into one. And also, Jakey underscore G says Ellie from Last of Us Part 2 as well. So uh, we're getting a bit of love for both Ellie and Abby there, rightfully so. Crazy story arcs, but we'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, Liam Hart says he had none. No best characters for him. Just, uh, they're all great. We'll just say they're all awesome. Let's hope that they were all awesome and he just wasn't disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't want to show any unnecessary favoritism. Mark Zader 
Ichiban Kasuga, obviously from Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, the the baseball bat wielding maniac. <laughs> I love him. All vibrated depending on what you have. Um, yeah, he's a great he's a great character. Like he's definitely um, won the hearts over like um, both old and new Yakuza fans. So I get this one. Yeah, and um, on the topic of sex toys, the amount of studded dildos you find in Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, like, holy moly, they're everywhere. They're in the streets, they're in the clubs, they're yes, in the, they're in the bloody apartments. Studded dildos, they're what just in abundance. In they're the everywhere. Future? What the hell yeah. happened? Everyone just has got to get fucked. That's it. Mm-hmm. By some big studded girthy beasts. But anyway. Big gun hand. Clayton Hutchins. He throws some love behind Miles Morales as well as Jay Reddy. And he says he might just be my favorite Spidey. Hey, I'm with you. I love Miles Morales. Mm. I love Peter B. Parker, though, from um, Into the Spider-Verse. He's one of my favorite Spider-Man just because he's yeah. out of shape, down on his luck. Just a dude. Just a dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's Tilby. See Matt Tilby on them socials. Tie between Ellie and The Last of Us Part 2. And Zagreus from Hades. So the first uh, character love for this little indie gem known as Hades, mm. which is nice to see. I still have not played Hades um, yet. Roguelikes still aren't really my my cup of tea. It's on my list though, but my list seems to get longer by the day of games that I say I'll play and never do. Yep. So it is what it is. Uh, Brent comes in and says, Jessica Hyde. So uh, that is the, the lead character from... The show on Amazon, which name right now escapes me. Holy shit. Not Contagion. Play me out, boys. <laughs> so Jessica Hyde is in reference to the show on Amazon. Obviously, Utopia. Some of those listeners out there may or may not have already watched it. I talked it up, I think, a few months back on the podcast well worth a watch if you haven't already and she is she's the lead character or one of the lead characters i should say in utopia i'll put that on the list of tv shows of many that i will not watch (laughs) eerily similar just different mediums yeah you're the tv never watch gal and i'm the the game never play guy yeah but it's if you are looking for good tv it's it's certainly well worth a watch it's only eight to ten episodes uh but it's it's a little bit probably too real for some with with covid and things going on like there's a lot of eerie similarities and and references to pandemics and viruses and mass death and stuff so depending on where you are in the world it could be a little bit too too close to home if you want to watch svu's episode of um covid where they're wearing masks and then proceeding to take them off to have conversations it's great God, God damn it! That show's just gone downhill ever since Stabler left because he wanted more money. Did he? I miss Stabler. Did yeah. He? Oh, I just thought he was like done with it. No, they um they wrote him off at the end. I think it was it's a bad season ending. nine or eleven. He just goes. Yeah, yeah. He he shoots a girl like he shoots a girl like a young yeah. female in the police station, and then when that's that was the end of that season, he apparently said, "I want some more cash." They said, "Take a walk, buddy." He goes, "No worries." So then they just season like the next episode of the following season they're like he's left the force he's too traumatized after shooting this young girl in the mm. police station blah 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 i was like god damn it yeah benson isn't it. doing well either nah she's like the 
actually pretty big high honcho these days there. Yeah, know, she's, she's like, like the, the not the commissioner or something. She's like the captain of the the, the captain, that's it. Yeah, but yeah, she's just got other issues. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Jamie Penning has got some issues with best character because he's had none either. Oh. So both both he and Liam both don't really have anyone that they want to uh, pin that award to. For 2020. Uh, Miss Hart, for 2020, that's true. That's true. If we said best character, they probably could have pulled someone from the archives, obviously. Oh, but uh, Miss Hart, where are, you, uh, where are you casting your vote for best character for 2020? I agree with Gossip Dan, and I have chosen Tom Nook. Uh, I said that he gave us a bit of paradise when the world went shit. And he also gave us an experience of actually being able to pay off a home loan, which not a lot of us will, you know, possibly either get in our life or in the, you know, you know, near future. So I, I appreciate what Tom Nook provided us uh, in a time of need. I can, I can respect that. I also respectfully say you're wrong because it's Tom Crook. <laughs> the, the exuberant prices he charges you for house modifications on an island where there isn't really any economy outside yeah, of the things you're doing. Shit. He had to import this shit for you. <laughs> but And he got it done in like a few days too. Couldn't couldn't you just like the wood you're farming already, couldn't you just use that to make your own renos? You know? Like like yes, yeah, he's he's a sweetheart little raccoon. And he's doing what's best for the island, but more so he's doing what's best for himself. Like he's definitely lining his pockets. That's for he's damn a sure. Businessman, can you help it? Like, I I still see it as the positive. Like he, you know, nothing in life is free. We definitely need to learn that in life. But you know, for the most part, a lot of us got to escape, and that was pretty great. But he's got a monopoly on this island because you know, the general store. Like he owns that. Like they're like he's what he's are they. His nephews or whatever. It's been described as his nephews, joint. but apparently, like he he adopted them. Yeah, so he's he's clipping See? the ticket from the shop. He adopted. He owns everything there. You, know, you take these. a piss in the woods out there. You're paying Tom Nook. Like he's he's the piper you're paying for anything to do on your island. But uh, he did he did bring us uh, through a lot of COVID shit. Like Tom Nook and and his constituents. And this game was a very welcome distraction mm-hmm. for 2020. That's for damn sure. So I'm gonna gonna give him some praise there because that credit is certainly uh, due. But I just don't trust him. He is very dodgy. It wouldn't surprise me if he owes millions in tax. Why like, do you think he's, he's on an island? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. It's all tax free. All tax free. So uh, yeah, there's certainly some dodginess, but I can respect his hustle. Like I, I always try and hat tip to people that are out there grinding and hustling and making it work so it's a win-win i'll give you that i'll give you that uh my my answer is is uh very different in tone compared to yours that's for sure like they're two completely different games and i'm going with with equal equal winners here uh and that's ellie and abby from the last of us part two Mm. Uh, yes the game has been divisive yes it has been controversial as far as like what we touched on earlier with the game awards and winning game of the year there's a lot of people immediately poo-pooing this game and saying that something like ghost of tsushima should have won rah 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 but Hades should have won. this is a game that i played uh, when it when it like when i got a copy of this i finished it within a few days like i was playing this game hard out just because 
of these two characters primarily like yeah the gameplay loop where you are doing the same thing slightly different twice is a little bit like a little bit rough in that regard a little bit of a cop out as far as the development process there but just the narrative in this game like i haven't felt this kind of emotional trauma in a game maybe ever like some of the things you experience in this game hit you and make you feel things whether it be you know pits of sadness or massive highs and smiling and laughing and being genuinely happy for these characters and just seeing them both have these redemption stories for both of them play out the way it did where it's it's not often you see in a game where you can go from loving a character to hating them or vice versa like usually the bad's the bad and the good's the good and that's sort of how it is but seeing them blur those lines and and do things that you don't want to agree with or you can understand why and just the harsh realities in this world that they live in and the shit they go through and like it's a gut punch this game and these two powerful women go through so much shit and just i was all about it like just just the arcs that they both go on and where they both finish up at at the end of the game it's it's some of the best storytelling i've ever encountered so uh joint winners i'm cheating and saying two winners for me damn um I am going to say that, like, uh, there was, like, a lot of, um, I guess you could say, like, angry viewers in regards to Abby and her appearance. So that actually piqued my interest because she was a physically strong female. Um, So as a person that, like, doesn't mind, like, lifting weights and, you know, the representation of women actually having a bit of muscle and not being necessarily having to identify as it being a bit masculine. I wanted to actually know more about this character and get to know her. So I I actually know a lot of the detail about her as a character. And I can see um, people choosing her as a character, like their character of the year, because she did go through some shit. And just her, like herself, just being both strong um, physically, mentally, and just, you know, powering through what she had to, I can see why people could pick her. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a good, contrast between her and ellie where they are very different in stature like yeah abby's abby's fit in this military woman and and highly sought of in in this uh militia group she's in and ellie's more of this this sort of small meek young girl like she's still uh you know getting through her teenage years into into womanhood and stuff so seeing them play out and deal with physical and emotional strengths and weaknesses is is Mm. awesome but uh yeah last of us tv show on its way can't wait for that. Please don't hurt me. Uh, okay, the next one. Your biggest achievement in 2020. So this could obviously be be gaming related. This could be film related, TV related, life related. We just thought we'd leave it open and sort of see what uh, what you deemed as some of the highlights out there uh, in your respective lives. And Vrakas, he actually said uh, he's actually finished Chrono Cross right through till the end. Nice. Never touched Chrono Cross, but I know it's a bit of a bit of a beast a bit of a, a meaty game a very dense game so uh you know hat tip to you there young man uh grox he owns every car in forza motorsport 7 i can only imagine that's going to be several hundred cars yeah i could only imagine that it's quite a bit not to mention just like i don't know how they would display and catalog that but always having like a full catalog in any game is always just a feel-good moment oh yeah it's like when you're when you fill a Pokedex or something, when, you, when you've got a completionist look in any type of game where there's hundreds upon hundreds of 
items, animals, vehicles, weapons, whatever. It's some good swagger. So owning every car in Forza 7 is no small feat. So Grox has uh, been putting in that work. That's for damn sure. Uh, Gossip Dan got both next-gen consoles. Nice. That is an achievement in itself. Obviously, uh, we've sort of chronicled our our journeys for getting <laughs> consoles for, for next-gen, now current-gen, and uh, it was a thing. So it's nice to see uh, Gossip Dan picking that one up. Not Doritos chip. He didn't die. Oh. Which, you know what? That's that's a pretty friggin' big achievement. Yeah. Shit gets tough sometimes, man. Shit does get tough, especially with 2020. My goodness gracious. Remineers managed to snag himself a PS5. Nice. One of one of the few out there. So uh, well done getting in on that hustle. I'd love to know actually where you pre-ordered from and your pre-order stories. Uh, let's share some more stories. Okay, Tom says, finished Hades, my first roguelike completion. See, Brandon, it can be done. It can be done. Um, unrelated to roguelikes, but related to games that I'm hesitant that I'm going to finish and talking about Demon Souls oh, God. last week. I played some more of that this week. Yes. And that universe game style is not for me. Even though I've said that many times, I'm like, I'm going to keep pushing and I will keep pushing. I will finish this, but holy fuck, do I not really enjoy this style of game at all. I don't get it. I, I don't think I will get it. And that's fine. Like, people probably don't understand why the hell I play games where it's essentially a job. Um, but, yeah, for this one, I just don't. <laughs> Titty cooking. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of job. <laughs> Can I get employment in that place? It says here on your resume that you're very skilled at uh, naked, cuisine. <laughs> naked cuisine. You're hired. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, nice work with Hades, but everyone that I know that have played has played Hades, just glowing reviews, glowing, glowing opinions and positive feedback and how great's the characters and the art style and the aesthetic and the soundtrack and the world building. So almost like it's game of the year. Yeah, it was your game of the year for the Game Awards. You uh backed the little engine that could, but sadly it could not in this regard, but uh, it could for Tom, who finished it. It was his first roguelike that he got done. So nicely done there, man. Uh, Colin is motto. Got my start in the gaming industry. Nice, Colin. See, that's huge. That's huge and, and really well done, Colin. Like that's that's no small feat, especially with the year that's been. You know, a lot of places are scaling down as opposed to scaling up. So the fact that you're able to get into, uh, into, um, into the industry is phenomenal. Yep. What got you there? Sorry, just like, you know, Colin's like, you know, excited about his start and you're like, yeah, places are scaling down. There's not a lot of jobs. Like, it's... It's... It just shows how talented he is then, like, that he he landed landed work in this climate. It's just like, you know, uh, just the way that I saw it. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, it is like the games industry is a very difficult industry to get into and it requires like a lot of work. A lot of like, you know, ups, a lot of downs, a good chunk of downs. So I could only imagine what you've been through, Colin. So congratulations. Yeah, but nicely done, man. That's that's awesome. And uh, onwards and upwards for you. And, and be sure to hit us up. Just share share some insight on what you're doing. You know, let us know what's happening because I'd love to love to hear about that journey and, and see what's happening in, in the gaming world for for your life. So uh, Liam Hart, maintaining life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that's a 
that's a consistent common thought process that uh, that a lot of people deem as uh, the biggest achievement of 2020, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Zeta survived it, so similar branding to uh, Liam there with maintaining life. Mm-hmm. Well done, Mark. And uh, shout out to Mark Zeta. He uh, he's been doing these custom skate decks. Uh, I picked up one. It's got the Pokemon sort of stage three gen one starters on it so oh. he's custom painting skate decks not only just with pokemon characters but if you're looking for for any type of video game character or pop culture based character hit him up on the socials you can find him on instagram at mark zeta with a z and uh yeah he'll he'll sort of paint up some decks with any art you're choosing so uh really really talented fella out of sydney also tattooist in sydney too so if oh, you nice. wanted to get some something permanent on the flesh he can do that as well so uh australia's john opec says finally playing a resident evil game which one uh that was resident evil nemesis was his oh. first uh resident evil game so uh shout out to to jp uh obviously very very kind-hearted pure soul uh, doesn't really get involved with the t-virus and all that kind of uh horrific things that happen in raccoon city so better late than never uh, and you you picked a good time to get into Resident Evil because that uh, that franchise is certainly on the uptick. Cannot wait for Resident Evil Village next year. Mm. Nobu finished my first twelve hour stream on Twitch on my fortieth birthday. Had the absolute best time. Fortieth? I didn't know you were forty. And sorry for not saying happy birthday to you for when this occurred this year. I feel terrible. Twelve what hours. Is a huge milestone. Stream. I would have wanted 12 hours of sleep for my 40th birthday. But, mate, you're putting in the work, man. That is fantastic. Happy oh, belated, man, Nobu. Yeah, happy belated. See, uh, you were on uh, an earlier episode of THG this year. So, uh, hey, don't, do not look a day over 30. It's aging like a fine wine, this man. So uh, tell me your secrets because I'm looking like I'm about to have my 60th birthday. So uh, send help. You're my only hope, Nobu, please. Jakey underscore G managed to get a PS5 on launch day. Nice. Well done. So did we. And so did many others. So uh, let's toast to our successes there. Rolling 91, Platinum 4, guys. Fuck those consecutive wins. Yes. Nice. Platinuming 4, guys, is uh, quite a feat because of that jarring little uh, consecutive wins because you have no control over that. You have no nope. control over those assholes. <laughs> You do not. You do not. Those little those little beans can uh, bugger you up 12 ways from Sunday. Mm-hmm. So uh, nicely done, Roland. Uh, it's crazy that like that game is still popping off and they've got obviously season three confirmed, very mm-hmm. Christmas-centric. They're doubling very down cute. on. But yeah. I can't remember the last time I played this game. Yeah, it's been a few months for me. Mm. When Godzilla yeah, came out, that's the last time I played. Yep, true that. And I missed that, missed that skin. Morgan Phoenix survived the year somewhat unscathed. Somewhat. Yeah, I'd love to know what the uh, the minor scratches were then. The minor, the minor wounds, yeah. physical or emotional. Tell us the things. But you survived. Yes, and that's what matters. And uh, on a much more positive, positive note, Clayton, birth of my daughter Poppy. Aww. So uh, congrats, congratulations Clayton. to Clayton and your fam, and hello out there to little Poppy. Bobby. Cute as a button. I love that name. So sweet. Yeah, very adorable name. So nicely done. Bringing bringing some good into this world. Uh, at its Tilby, 
knocking off a bunch of games in my backlog, including The Outer Worlds, Forza Horizon 4, and Ukulele. Oh, yeah. Keep forgetting about Ukulele. But I remember... Like never there, Tilby. Yeah, Tilby really enjoyed The Outer Worlds, which is great. Yeah, I was a big fan. Mm. It's a big fan. I, really I liked thought it was it great. Too. Yeah. Cool, quirky space RPG. Yeah. All right, Brent. Pumped Slush Puppy in Tarkov. So for those who don't know, Slush Puppy is a pretty uh, reputable streamer who was big in the Tarkov, like Escape from Tarkov world. And uh, Brent apparently took him down during uh, during a game. So uh, that's no small feat. That game terrifies the fuck out of me. Like not from like a scary nightmare-inducing level, but like... Anxiety? anxiety and the realness and knowing that you put one foot wrong you're dead and hours upon hours of work can be gone that kind of stuff terrifies me that was that was such a curious sentence too because like i think you oddly enough the only thing that made sense was tarkov for me pumped slush puppy in tarkov like oh oh my (laughs) (laughs) yeah he also uh he also had a had a had a little one this year as well, oh. uh, Brent. So, so congratulations, little little Cillian, little Cillian Fox is his name. So, Silly Fox, which is pretty cute. Mm. But you pumped slush puppy. Yeah, but pump slush puppy <laughs> wins out over little Silly. But anyway, Jay, ready? Finally got around to playing Mass Effect. It was awesome. Oh. Damn fucking right it was. <laughs> slash is. Uh, cannot wait. Got sick of hearing it uh, from you. <laughs> yeah. No, um, exclamation point sentence over it is phenomenal play the mass effect trilogy or wait until the the remastered mass effect trilogy comes out sometime next year also shout out to the game awards for for showing in air quotes new mass effect which was just no. <laughs> an impressive cutscene and a bunch of I space and and got, some got, shrapnel. got liara at the end there look like liara so uh she's back the uh the shadow broker <laughs> Is back in town, so that's awesome. Any Mass Effect, you could just show me that N7 logo, and I'd just be like, "Oh, you give it to me!" Like, you know, obviously, I'm very, very obsessed with this franchise. Just a little, just a little, just a little. Someone else is obsessed with the franchise, and rightfully so. And that's Jamie Panning. Finished Donkey Kong Country 2: Diddy's Conquest at 102 percent in under two hours total playtime. One hour and 51 minutes it took him to completely finish get all the random items do maximum <laughs> maximum game run through at 102 percent mm. in under two hours like i've been keeping up to date with this and he's been getting around two hours six minutes two hours 30 minutes around there on the reg and then he comes in with his dream run of an hour and 51 minutes like that is huge huge mm. huge huge jamie had to explain to me why it was 102 percent so <laughs> Like it's got to do with like the number of games, but yeah, I was like hundred and two percent. Like, how does that work? The maths department at Rare was probably uh not as good as it could have been back in the nineties, but anyway, hundred two percent is phenomenal and uh, really well done. I know you've been trying to get that that achievement there for a while, and to, to get it f- a full nine minutes under that two hour benchmark you were working off is huge. And uh, if you wanted to sort of hear more on Donkey Kong Country. Uh, to Diddy's Conquest, uh, obviously check out The Hungry Game Show where Jamie Penning tackles that game in full and does phenomenally <laughs> when it comes to trivia on this game. Like he is a DKC2 or DKC savant, you could say. Uh, nails it, nails it, nails it. Miss Hart, what about you? What's your biggest achievement in 2020? 
Well, with all the downtime, I decided to better myself and take up new things that I probably have wanted to do and try. So um, I started, like, I kind of taught myself 3D animation, um, like learning things through Blender. So um, some people that maybe followed me on socials probably witnessed a few posts of me throwing up there some things that I learned and stuff. And it's been a pretty interesting experience because as I learned with it, I learned maybe a few little things about like game design as well and maybe how, you know, environmental design and everything like that in gaming. So now I'm a little bit more switched in um, in regards to that. And um, I also did some video editing finally, taught myself how to do that as well as posting it. And um, I took up CrossFit and um, built up my strength and now I can finally do a full body push-up. None of this That's half no ass. small feet. Yeah. No small feet. Yeah, not not sort of on the knees. No doing knees, those sort of push-ups. Straight, no. yeah, straight board. Hands and toes. Yep. Nicely done. Like um can confirm, like the 3D animation and the video stuff you've been doing has been phenomenal. Like the the blender work is awesome. So it's great to see you still pushing forward that because I know you you your own worst critic with a lot of this stuff so it's good to see you, you're knocking down the doors you've sort of put in front of yourself and and uh get more involved in it because you you've got a natural eye for this kind of stuff so i can't wait to see Thanks, some man. more in 2021 and yeah it's it's awesome sadly the crossfit thing that's more of just a dream for me um, <laughs> i haven't been doing much from a fitness standpoint sadly but more of like a like a mental fitness thing, I guess, is where I've I've sort of situated. Like it's been a it's been a year for all of us, and uh, it's it's certainly been a year for myself in a few ways. And um, just just working through a lot of stuff in the back end that I guess I've carried for for a long part of my life, I could say, even like from from teenage into early adulthood into full adulthood now, I guess. So uh, reached out and actually sort of started seeing a, a psychologist like once a month, yeah, which has been phenomenal. Uh, and and for myself, that was huge because I've I've just been I guess ingrained in my head from my upbringing. You know, you you don't talk to people about your problems. That's wussy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, this this typical male country mindset. So, been able to to have a chat to my psychologist JJ. Uh, is he the best psychologist? Well, probably not. But he's doing doing well, and sort of we we have a good good connection and a good understanding of things. So, it's been nice to sort of uh, unpack things that I've been dealing with and carrying for a good long time and anyone that's uh you know on the fence or or dealing with similar like i'd recommend reaching out and and maybe looking for that kind of outside counsel to to work through some stuff it doesn't have to be you know giant uh things like a, a relationship breakdown or whatever but maybe just ways on how you can better handle things in work or in love or in life or in just general uh you know working out how to how to feel better about yourself like it's it's a very very good journey uh it's it's been interesting and it's it's been tough like having to i guess of course not bullshit and you can't really hide behind sarcasm and, and wit like i like to so just being real and and sort of sharing why i'm feeling certain ways or why i'm thinking certain things and then jj just coming back and be like wrong or you know that's not right or this is what you should be doing or this is why you say that and you're just like oh fuck okay you know, I've been carrying this for 20 years or something and then you've just sort of seen through this guise and, and sort of cut through in the span of 30 seconds. So it's it's been nice in that regard. Like I feel better 
mentally than I have in in years, which is a weird thing to say considering the year that we've all had. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been really nice, uh, and I've been really enjoying that journey. I guess almost like a self discovery thing in that way, as far as working out you know how your brain works and why you feel things or don't feel things and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's been that's been my biggest uh, my biggest uh, achievement. I think is is putting the hand up behind yo. I could use some help here instead of saying, no, I got it. I'll take everything on my back. Uh, I knew eventually it was going to break my back. So uh, I've been been happy being vulnerable, I guess, is probably the way to put it. That's awesome, man. It's a it's a massive step. It takes a, like a lot of us uh, a difficult time to actually, you know, take a step back and say, yeah, I need help and things are not okay. So I think everyone can take a positive message from that and remember that there's resources out there there's people out there um if you are still a little bit nervous about it or a bit unsure you can always just check out like you know websites podcasts dane has his podcast pushing through blue so you know there's resources out there and there's nothing wrong with saying i'm not okay so 100 percent, yeah it's it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. i think that's the biggest thing and you just you work through it and the great thing well I don't know if it's called it a great thing, but something that's come off the back of COVID especially is because of the social distancing thing, a lot of psychologist options and psychiatrists and any type of, of uh, you know health-oriented stuff, they can do these bookings online. Mm-hmm. So you can have these uh, in the comfort of your own home. You don't have to sort of go through the daunting process of traveling to the, to the, the, um, you know, the, the psychologist's clinic or whatever it might be. You can be at your home, on your couch, or in your safe space, and been able to talk about these things. So it's it's been nice to do them remotely. Mm-hmm. So it's it's cool to sit here in the studio and and riff through a computer screen in a place I'm comfortable in, as opposed yeah. to a generic doctor's office. So that's that's been great too. So if you've got that option or you're hesitant about going, don't worry because just about all of them would offer sort of a, a remote video hookup to do your appointments as well. That's awesome. Yeah, and I also, uh, on a lighter note, also managed to somehow still not play Diablo 3, even though I've been promising to play that game How for that many, many years. So, it's like Dodged it for another year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there one day, maybe. Okay, biggest blunder of 2020, Vruckus buying a pandemic puppy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that'd be tough. Like, um, we've got... Uh, like got Bentley in the family this this year as well, so I can understand. I got him in February, so uh, was sort of just as pandemic was was starting to pop off. But uh, I wouldn't change it. Like him and him and Winnie together are the bestest of buds, and uh, they certainly make my life a lot better. That's for damn sure. Yeah. When are you going to get a pet? Oh, the fucking landlord lets me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have already had one by now. You guys know that. I know. You'd have a house full of them if you could. Oh, if I could. If I could. <laughs> All right. Grox comes through with next-gen games. Buggy launches with the new consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, can confirm. I think we can all just universally confirm and agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gossip Dan, 1440p monitor support for the PS5. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Boo. I like that boo was written in there. Oh, yeah. Got to emphasize. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's where's that 4K action? Where is it? Boo. Uh, not Doritos chip. The Avengers. Yeah. And obviously, we're, I'm assuming we're referring to the game because uh, it gets a lot of uh, 
acknowledgement under biggest blunder of 2020. Uh, Reminis, the way Sony handled pre-orders, there was no date announcement to get people ready. Yeah, that just went, surprise, it's out right now. Get your pre-orders in. Oh, Good you luck, missed out. Bitches. So sad, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. And uh, Tom also feels you. Next-gen console pre-ordering, what a nightmare that was. Can confirm. <laughs> yeah, you will <laughs> can confirm in your dodgy, <laughs> dodgy Macus hookups. But we got there and I didn't get stabbed, so that's a win. <laughs> Colin is mono. Crystal Dynamics, the Avengers. Mm. More acknowledgement for biggest blunder. Liam Hart, AMD and NVIDIA royally fucking up the launches of their new graphics cards. I guess it's just like next gen or platform enhancement. It was just the year of the bungle. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, production wise, a lot of like, uh, you know, factories and now like that kind of thing, I'm assuming kind of hit a point of being able to cut production time, wouldn't they? So maybe limited limited um items being shipped out therefore yeah these kind of launches not going as smoothly i'm not trying that's to make the... excuses like it, it sucks oh that's no i think it's i think it's valid to a degree like the fact that that asia got hit hard and early with with covid and a lot of these these brands like amd nvidia sony xbox and stuff they'd be sourcing components primarily through the asian channels so when when that r&d just slows to a halt due to covid it's gonna fuck up a lot of uh forecasting that's for sure and i get with liam because um the graphics card didn't make it to australia yet did it like it was it wasn't um purchasable. we've got them now like the 3080s yeah. and stuff yeah like yeah. we were we're a little bit behind as yeah. uh, australia tends to be on a lot of these things so uh yeah i'm i'm part of the master race but i'm like a tier probably five tiers below where the, the main master races are. Like, I'm oh, still yeah. rocking my uh, my 1070. <laughs> it's starting to struggle. Yeah, I think my computer would actually maybe only just run Cyberpunk, maybe. Yeah, sort of like base settings. Yeah, probably. Probably probably the PlayStation 4 level. God, and we don't want to wish that on anybody. Mark Zeta, Halo getting delayed until 2021. Tell me about that's it. That's a big one, and that's... That's a big misstep from, oh, not a misstep, but a big blow for Microsoft and the Xbox Series X and S. Like, if that was their day one as their their launch title, you know, we'd be probably singing a bit of a different tune as far as that the week launches. And there isn't really anything outside of a few games that are like next gen worthy, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But yeah, now the fact that they've also come out now and said, it's not coming out until sometime between next September and November. Yeah. Now, we talked about it was going to get kicked to maybe April, but no, they're like, no, no, no. It's it's getting kicked a year down the line. Yeah. But like we all remember the what we witnessed in regards to like video wise and what we what we saw graphically. So yeah. it obviously needed the work. It does. And I, I guess they had to delay this game because Master Chief's busy now flossing in Fortnite. So <sighs> next to kratos and yeah uh, yeah so hence why the game couldn't come out right now because he's busy that's that's i guess the the truth of it all Mm -hmm. so god that's weird weird all these all these ip ips merging onto the fortnite battlefield like no one is safe anymore i did i did like the red versus blue announcement trailer though like yeah that was cool that was pretty cool that was well done 
All right, Australia's John Opex says Square Enix losing all momentum for Avengers by not releasing timely DLC at the next-gen launch, not to mention the lack of variety to maintain an inspired Endgame player base. <laughs> Endgame. Yeah, fantastic film. Sadly, not so great uh, execution in the game, that's for sure. Uh, Nobu, mixes cover-up of the allegations by shutting down the platform. Yeah, forgot that happened this year. Yeah. Yeah, remember when Mixer was a thing and they had Shroud and other big, big sort of uh, like Ninja. And yeah, it's gone now. You know, it's crazy to think that that was this year, like a few months ago. And it feels like it was forever. Yeah. What a year. What a year. Roller91 says, can we just mark the entire year as a blunder? Yes, we can. <laughs> I think we Consider can. Consider it done. Yeah. yeah. Morgan Phoenix, next gen's bugs at launch. Mm-hmm. Clayton. Lost the baby change mat that was expensive and a gift at the local shopping center. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Clayton would not have been happy about that. Poor little Poppy getting a change mat lost at the shopping center. I wonder what happens. Does, Good luck with that Did one. someone take it or did they go to Lost and Found? Maybe they maybe just forgot. Maybe you changed Poppy and then sort of as, as you're grabbing everything at the mall with the kid and the stroller and everything oh, else yeah. and shopping, probably just wheeled their way out of there because those those public toilets and the parent toilets they're a bit better than the the run-of-the-mill public toilets the parent areas but it still gets intense there's fucking thousands of kids in there there's parents and screaming noise just want to get out of there as quick as you can all right at its tilby making smart delivery disc based only i have strong opinions about this one and tilby i also have a counter opinion to this one you were wrong it supports digital as well i did some research on this to confirm and I know they're a little bit murky, so unless things have changed, but I read an article from last month where it's, where it's stating that they they support disk and download based for smart delivery. So, so as a person that experienced an issue, like a slight hiccup with some, some like smart delivery, um, like the upgrade or whatever was with COD, so uh, with Cold War. So we got a disk version, but there was a digital version that could be like bought and then upgraded. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was the case. So uh, I don't know who's giving you this this information. It's Tilby, but you're wrong. All right, Brent, here's uh, oh. the biggest blunder of 2020. Had a child. Brent. Jesus Christ. Oh, now this explains, I love you, Breno, but... This explains the Tarkov thing. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Um, he, Silly is a cute little man too. Like I had lunch with Brent last Sunday. So you're going to say you had uh, lunch with the baby. <laughs> Just hang out. <laughs> Just me, a little silly. So, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> I love you, Brent, but my goodness, this is this is harsh. It ain't no it's slush puppy. Yeah, yeah, no slush puppy. It ain't no, ain't no awesome kill in Tarkov. Oh, goodness. Jay Reddy, underestimated the demand for next-gen pre-orders. Lucky for me, Big W got me sorted. Oh, the W. Big Dub's coming in clutch. Big W giving you the W. The big win. W is coming in with the big win. Yeah, that's for sure. Jamie, the amount of leaks this year has been unprecedented with COVID delaying all sorts of gaming-related items from game releases to trailers and events. Yeah, that's right. That sucked. Very true. Like, it sucks. Like, it's it's interesting because, like, I, I would love to know things as early as possible. Like, if something gets leaked... Like everybody does, you know, like if something gets leaked, you're going to watch it or read it or whatever it is because you want to know what this new potential hotness is for, for whatever 
game hardware, film, TV, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it does take a little bit of the wind out of sales when this is like a week before an event or a week before an unveiling. So that's where it kind of sucks. The biggest one I think of was the the Ubisoft Direct event, remember? Mm. Where like everything got leaked like a week out before the event. So everyone's like, well, we know what's going on now. So yeah, I guess I f- we'll still tune in. I feel for the team. There's like a whole team that works really freaking hard to make sure these run smoothly only to have, yeah, like you said, the wind taken from their sales. Like that's that's got to be painful, man. That's got to suck. Yeah. But sadly, this is, it's not going to change. Like y- you've got the people that are going to leak that information to the media to get their little bit of money on the back end of that. So, you know, you it's still going to happen. Jason Schreier and, and Mrs. Off the Street on the socials, they're going to get this information and distribute it as soon as they can, as early as they can, regardless of if it's going to impact a studio or a company or an actor or whatever it is because they want the clicks. They want the eyes on their on their blog feed or their website or their socials. So, hmm. yeah, we're going to get more of this. and It makes me sad for them, but I guess excited for the consumer because we know straight away. Yeah. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Kind of. Miss Hart, what about you? What's your biggest blunder or your feeling for the biggest blunder of 2020? Uh, I feel like my personal biggest blunder has been letting my brain beat myself up on my ability and kind of destroying my motivation. I feel like this could have been a year where, you know, I could have really gotten on top of things. But, you know, sometimes the uh, old think tank up there just likes to convince you that you're just not good enough. So it's a bummer that I kind of let it get to me, but hey, you got to progress and move forward from there. And the other bummer that I wanted to mention was the dodgy game companies and the mistreatment of staff um, focusing on the normality of crunch because mental health is important. And it was actually really disappointing also to see some of the community being like, crunch is everywhere. This should be expected. It's like, no, come on. Let's all work together and just say crunch is not good. Thank you. Yeah. Like don't normalize crunch as an expectation. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we all... We all have our nine to fives or whatever your shifts are. And there is a lot of people, myself included, where I will work outside of those hours to get things done. But at the same time, I will also then take liberties to to start a little bit later or finish a little bit earlier to offset that from time to time. Like if you're regularly doing a 38-hour work week and you're working 60 hours, talk to your fucking boss for one. Like if you're only getting paid for 38 and you're doing all this extra above and beyond, Talk to your boss or HR because clearly they need to bring in more staff to to manage that workload because otherwise you're going to burn out and you're going to break down and you're also getting taken advantage of. Yes. So, yeah, if you're getting compensated, like if it's overtime and it's paid and you're getting all the benefits and whatever, that's on, that's your choice to want to do that overtime, yes? But make sure you're getting paid uh, for the hours and the work you're putting in, mm-hmm. like there, there is an expectation sometimes if you want to get ahead to, to put in a little bit extra work. But if you're doing that every single day, then it's clearly on management and the company to to work that role out and yeah, get more help in. Like if you're I'll doing it you occasionally more. here and there, okay. But yeah, like yeah, get paid what you deserve. Exactly. So yeah, crunch, crunch should not be normal as far as like people just like dismissing it. You know, like yeah. crunch is a thing, but yeah, get get what you're owed exactly. for doing said crunch and whatever it is. Um, 
See, I agree with that 100%. My my uh, biggest blunder, I guess I sort of mirror what Jono said regarding um, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics with uh, Marvel's The Avengers. Uh, I said the game, like I think the game has had a ton of potential. Like I remember leading up to the release of this game and even at release, I'm like, this game could potentially follow a similar trajectory to Destiny, the original Destiny where it came out in year one and it was was good but it wasn't as deep as you wanted it to and you know it could have had more and i felt that they could do that with this where year two this game could really soar and they bring in all these characters and these cool universes and these storylines and whatever else but they've just fumbled the ball like from the jump like we talked about ways that we thought they could have kept the hype going like having spider-man released in parallel with the PlayStation 5, having Kate Bishop out earlier, having other characters out earlier, like bringing in uh, Black Panther, uh, like to sort of keep keep Chadwick and, and this character in our minds more so and bringing in more content. But this game has just fallen off a cliff. Like the player base has become non-existent very quickly. Um, the depth in the end game is non-existent. Like it's just, it's just sad. Like, and I think because they've lost so much money on this, the studio heads are probably just cutting their losses and be like, you know what? Strip it all back. Strip the next, like the development cycle back for all these new characters and these new content. Let's just try and break even and then move on. So mm. it's sad because I thought this could be a good multi-year game that could be talked about for, for, for a long time with all these cool characters and stories. Yeah. I mean, I never got it. I didn't really want to play it. So it didn't get me. But the Kate Bishop... DLC has been dropped. So, um, you know, a lot of people are saying positive things about it. I love Kate Bishop. So hopefully, you know, that's just, you know, one more shot to the heart. So maybe some people can maybe get back into the Avengers game. Yeah. Uh, if you're not going to get in the Avengers game, obviously there's plenty of new updates on the uh, the cinematic or, or TV and film universes. Holy Jesus freaking Christ. Yesterday was a day of announcements God, and trailers and new content. I could My not handle it all, man. My was just so busy. <laughs> I couldn't keep tabs. God. It, like, it's it's awesome. Like, it's a great time to be a fan of Marvel or Star Wars. Oof, Star Wars. Or maybe games. There were some interesting game announcements. Unrelated but related. <laughs> Shout out to Vin Diesel in Arc 2. <laughs> Oh my god, that was amazing, by the way. Um, I absolutely loved everything about it. I hope he's a character or a skin in Arc 2, um, Electric Boogaloo. But um, yeah, that was just great. That was a good That was a good surprise. That was a really good surprise. I just, like, it was great, but I just didn't get it. Like, is he from another world and he's gone to this world and made this family with these primitive people? Like, at the end, like, he's touching on that screen and you can see his names, like... Yeah, so there was always, like, you know, like, um, like kind of futuristic panels and we all had that little yeah, chip yeah. in our hand kind of thing, so... I just wasn't sure if maybe he's come from somewhere else to this this tribe. Oh, Like, I couldn't work I out if they mean. were all, like, if they were travellers together mm, or if okay. maybe he's just rolled over. But it's I just love seeing these tribes people... And then it's just like Vin Diesel with his shaved head and his clean skin and all these tattoos and all these muscles. <laughs> he's a tr- like he's his tribal chief fighting a T-Rex and these, I don't know, demon humanoid things. Like, it's so dumb, but I'll play it. I'll play it. Don't worry about that. 100%. <laughs> he's everywhere, Vin Diesel. 
Listen. He's singing. He's I was about movies. to say, I hope you've heard his music. It's rough. Mm-hmm. It's rough, but uh, <laughs> it's well worth a listen. All right, moving on to the second last category of the THG end of year extravaganza. Biggest sleeper slash surprise of 2020. Ruckus with Dragon's Dogma. So obviously we've got a little bit of a re-release of that uh, of that IP. I'm a big fan of Dragon's Dogma. Good uh, fantasy RPG. And the fact they've got some dragons in there and you're uh, yeah, a bit of a badass character. Cool story. I wish your character actually had a voice. Um, that's one thing that frustrates me with RPGs is when they, like you have a voiceless uh, protagonist. Let me have some voice lines. Uh, I appreciated when Destiny took away our voice. I got quite a shock when we heard it it's again. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how I sounded. That's it. I got such a deep voice. I always choose a sassy voice. It has to be like the female sassy voice. I'm like totally not going to do like a high pitch one, am I? Yeah, no, I've, I've got like like a Barry White voice going on. <laughs> I don't even know where I got to pick it. Like it's so weird seeing this uh, awoken character, like real spacey alien guy, and then he's like, what's going on over here, <laughs> But you're <ghost?"> a titan. <laughs> it's okay. That's true. That's true. All right, Grox, Project Cars 2 having PC VR support, still loving it. Damn, I've oh. I've played a few uh, VR racing games, and yeah, it can uh, it can get that feeling of nausea sometimes because the speed you're moving in them car, like in the cockpits or the in the um, would you say a cockpit for a car when you're driving? Is it a cockpit? That's a- I don't know. Hmm. It's an interesting question. Is it racing jargon? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll placeholder asterisk cockpit like it uh. It, it can it can churn the stomach but um yeah project cars 2 with the psvr sport sick so uh that's from grox gossip dan sack boys big adventure legit didn't even know it was a launch title and it is scratching that couch co-op itch something fierce full confession um i had no interest in this i'm like sack boy i only care about like the world builder but everyone is saying that it's amazing and after playing astro's playroom i think i'm gonna have to play this one and the fact it's couch co-op, mm. which is sick. So you could have some 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 co-op adventures in Sackboy's Big Adventure, which is awesome. Not Doritos chips. Cyberpunk actually getting released in 2020. I'm surprised that, that too. Yeah. I thought it was going to get kicked down the line again. Probably should have. Probably should have, yeah. A couple more months, please. Uh, Reminiers, how well the gaming industry has done despite the pandemic challenges. That's a really good point. Like it's a lot of the news coverage and like just gaming channels and everything like that. Everyone just kind of, you know, kind of taking a step back and getting everything situated. The events, the live streams and everything. I liked the Game Awards. I liked the setup. I appreciate that we didn't have any awkward pans to an audience member sleeping or not look like they're having fun. It was really good. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is... The, the fact that all these events are going digital, I think we're going to see a lot more of that because it's obviously lower overheads, but you can control the narrative a lot better. Like you can have this thing pre-recorded and you just hit play, really. So you can have this thing edited and polished to the 19th degree. 19th degree. Mm-hmm. 19th degree. I'm sure that's pretty good too, the 19th degree. But uh, yeah. It goes all right. It goes all right. It's not as good as the 20th degree, but uh, it's up there. Tom, a tie between Hades and Among Us. Mm. So two little indie gems. Obviously, Among Us came out uh, not in 2020, but really came into its own in 2020 on the back of some some streamer coverage, and then it just went pop, pop. So uh, 
I can agree with that. And so does Colin as Mono. He says Hades is his biggest sleeper or suppliers of 2020. Uh, Liam Hart says the massive demand for all things gaming. That's true. Hardware, mm-hmm. software, events, everything we've talked about. Like everyone is, everyone is hungry for it. And the fact that there was so much isolation, we needed distractions. We needed immersion. And gaming was a great place to get that. And considering a lot of people maybe weren't even financially stable this year or probably hit some job losses, it is still a surprise that we were selling out of consoles and other devices too. So, Most definitely. Mark Zayda, bug snacks. I still don't know what it is, but I see it everywhere. <laughs> Wait, what? I still don't know what it is. Like as in, I guess he means like the game. Like he knows it's a game and it's weirdness and, and you, you have a bit of an understanding from ali's uh review on it a couple of weeks ago but uh so i'll i'll have you covered mark i'm gonna release a video on it so you can watch that and i'll i'll, I'll knock it out of the ballpark for you and you'll know everything you need to know youtube.com forward slash we are 8 bit to check that out australia's john opec 2020 was the year of not just delay announcements but delayed announcements rather than waiting one to two years for a game to build hype Some of my favorite titles this year were revealed just months prior to being playable. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Tony Hawk 1 and 2, Star Wars Squadrons, and Spider-Man Miles Morales were each announced within five months of their release, and that's the way I like it. Uh With that uh in mind, Miles Morales is my sleeper hit of the year because no one expected a new Spider-Man game in 2020, and Insomniac delivered. It's quite interesting that these titles that like he's mentioned that had the like the five-month kind of announcement to release are pretty good titles they didn't yep. need it they just you know you get in this game or about five months and um yeah here they are they're great games i'm all about this way of marketing like Me because too. that way the hype doesn't get too overwhelming and just burst low-key i really got to a stage where i wasn't caring about cyberpunk gotta admit yeah. it <laughs> i'm so glad that I- my uh my hype level was low enough for this release <laughs> Didn't yeah, hurt like as much. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk was like initially announced in 2012 yes. and then it was three years until something else got said mm-hmm. and, you know, many, many moons after that again for, for further updates. So, yeah, to, to keep that consistent level of hype and interest in things, it's tough for marketing departments or, or even just the, the publishers to, to keep bringing out new little snippets and teasers where stuff like this... I'm all about it. Like it was the same with with um, you know Fallout back in the day and stuff like that. Where it's like when they announced it at, at E3 a couple of years ago, and then they're like, yeah, it's out in October. You know, like a few months later. Like I'm all about this sub six month timeline from announcement to delivery. Like give me more of that stuff. Mm. But we know on the other hand, we're going to get like the next Kojima trailer that's going to be I don't know something very obtuse and artistic. And then 12 years later, the game's going to come out. Like, we're going to get these nuggets for a decade before a game comes out. So, uh, it's going to literally put a child in a container and we're going to watch it grow until the game comes out. That was yeah, a little full, bit more the full gestation yeah. period. Yeah. Yep. On a, on a different note, Nobu says Ghost of Tsushima as a whole, the game was just perfection, deserves game of the mm. year. Yeah. Many people mirror that sentiment. I agree. It was. It was a phenomenal game. I loved it. And it's one of the best games I've played this year, like in many aspects. Uh, spoiler cast available for Ghost of Shima if you want to go check that out on this uh, THGISS feed. Jakey underscore G actually getting back into World of Warcraft. So uh, I'm assuming 
that ties into uh, the Shadowlands expansion that came out, and that's what's hooked him back in. So a uh, bit of WoW love. I've oh, got some back-to-back Among Us love here from Roland91 and Morgan Phoenix. Uh, and then Clayton, uh, continuing on with the story from previous. Uh, and his biggest surprise is when my wife found the change mat in the cupboard above where I lost it at the shopping center. Oh, so, uh, we got some closure. We, had, we did. We had three acts there. We had uh, obviously the birth of Poppy, the losing of the change mat, and then the finding of the change mat. So we've got the resolution. Oh. We've got the payoff. And uh, Mama Clayton is uh, very happy, and I'm sure Clayton is feeling a lot better now too. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, he's not not in the doghouse for losing that expensive change mat. Uh, it's still be Bug Snack, such a bizarre, wonderfully whimsical adventure. So uh, two references here to Bug Snacks uh, for the biggest biggest sleeper slash surprise of 2020. It's a lovely game. Interesting game. Lovely. Play game. it one day, maybe. Brent, the sellout of consoles. Mm-hmm. I, I get it, but I also don't like. I thought yes, they'll sell out for sure, but I think it's also just because what we alluded to earlier, where manufacturing probably would have been hamstrung a little bit, so there mm. was less consoles available for people. But I mean, we weren't we weren't expecting all the scalpers too to be such dicks, but you know. Yeah, luckily I found a less dickish one. There's other yeah. people out there that are that are really assholey and you know selling them for exuberant prices, but I uh. I got a deal I was happy with. So uh, thank you, Mr. Scalper. And the uh, McDonald's car park will forever be our special meeting spot. Jay Reddy, Phasmophobia. Mm. Small studio with a great horror. With a great horror surprise hit. So uh, yeah, this game came out of nowhere this year. Tiny studio. uh, Interesting concept. The multiplayer aspect of it, I think, is what really took it to the next level. Uh, from what I've seen, I've still barely played it because oh God, it just issues. didn't work when you and yeah. I tried to play the other other week. But uh, yeah, the the world is certainly hungry for more phasmophobia. Mm. Jamie, Super Mario 35 shouldn't have been as good as it was on paper, but in practice, it is a fantastic take on the Battle Royale genre and classic Super Mario Bros. form. I agree. I'm honestly shocked when I like started playing it, like how much I kind of got into it. I, I was shit at it, but like I still kept trying. That's the story that's of my life. <laughs> <laughs> keep on punching. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. Miss Hart, what is your biggest sleeper slash surprise? Uh, not so much a surprise maybe it's like a combination of the term of sleeper and surprise but um small dev success so we had four guys come out to massive success we had among us come back to massive success and they even won an award um for you know their game that they released so many years ago they won an award for 2020 yeah Yeah. so um and then obviously phasmophobia as well um one man dev team and everyone's having a ball with it like all these games are reaching like high points of success even reaching mainstream we've got politicians playing it and you know like you can't get more successful than that and i think it's really um i think it's a good message to always bring across that you know we always put such a strong high praise and focus on these triple a games that get released but just remember that some we get some fantastic gems from like the small teams out there and they have the opportunity to take something and make it great where we see a lot of triple a studios just flounder you know they you know over complex ideas too much focus on maybe graphical content um and so we've got these teams out here showing like how it can be done 
Um, and obviously a mention of Hades being nominated for Game of the Year as well. So, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, it's great to see smaller studios get their due, mm-hmm. get this acknowledgement on a global scale. And it's becoming more and more common practice in our industry now, which is great. Like in years past, it was very much dominated by the AAAs and you didn't really get much love and attention towards the the indies where now you see games, like as you said, like Hades nominated for Game of the Year. Uh, you know, you see these smaller smaller studios going punch for punch with with the big uh, developers and publishers of of the gaming world. So yeah, hats off to hats off to those ones for sure. Mine's I guess a little different to yours where it's not really a sleeper for I guess anyone that's that's played this this franchise before, but I guess I was more so surprised from myself because I was completely alien to, to this franchise. And so what we're talking about here is Animal Crossing New Horizons as far as my biggest sleeper or surprise. Like the game came out at the perfect slash worst time. Obviously the world was probably peak COVID bleakness, insanity, madness, bad times all around the world. And then Animal Crossing New Horizons came out and the world just latched onto this thing. Like it sold... 12 million copies in the first 11 days of release. It's now sold, I think, close to 25 million copies to date. So everyone is hungry for this game. Uh, It's so cute, so whimsical, uh, so endearing, so fun. Fantastic escapism with everything that was going on with COVID and stuff like that. And then just seeing all all the hype that came off the back of this game where we saw all these new podcasts and online shows and streaming events pop up around Animal Crossing where you're starting to see actors and musicians and politicians and huge, huge, huge names from all those areas coming on to, you know, animal talking or just sharing what they're like what they're playing on their social feeds and showing their islands and their mm, their, their um, villages and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this game really broke down a lot of barriers into the mainstream society, like similar to what uh, Pokemon Go did. I think this game sort of rivals that type of, of wall break into just general general society that, that Pokemon Go did. So I just wanted to to highlight that because I loved this. Like, I still love this game. I haven't played it in a long time. That's not a shot to the game. Like, pumped a lot of hours into it, had a lot of fun and investment and really loved everything about the game. And it's cool to see that it's still going from strength to strength with all these timed events and things are implementing into the into the gameplay mechanics now and, and starting to flesh out the world a little bit more. But yeah, this game just blew the doors off society at the time, really. And it was just, I think, perfect tone, perfect time. And it just is a one of the best stories of 2020. Yeah, I'm glad. Like as a person that's always loved the franchise of Animal Crossing, it was great to see everyone experience it and get to have a good feel about it, you know, and got to have their first you know hopefully maybe many animal crossing experience so yeah yeah it was my debut foray into the animal crossing world like you know as i touched on a few times here it was my my mum got into animal crossing off the back of you and i talking about it so much and no doubt there's thousands of similar stories out there across the world of people getting in getting involved or, or playing with friends and family because they're stuck across borders and things like that and it was great escapism this game yeah. And it was just so cute, so adorable, so great, even though Tom Nook, you are a crook. He is not. He's our saviour. <laughs> okay. And the last 
award or topic we're going to be covering off on uh, our end of year extravaganza. Sum up 2020 with one sentence. Okay, first one. Vrakus, it was shit (laughs) with a lot of eyes. Uh, we might just sort of go through all these in the one hit and then maybe just throw some feedback on the back of them because there's a lot of similarities here. Oh, yeah. A lot of similar vibes and energies. Uh, Grox, some bright spots despite it being so damn challenging. Gossip Dan, gaming being socially acceptable is pretty neat. Uh, not Doritos chip. What a mess. Reminis. Ass. Tom, can we have a do-over? Colin is mono. Utter shite. Liam Hart, total mess of a year. Mark Zader, is it over yet? Australia's John O'Peck, plenty of time for gaming. Nobu, getting corrosive damage while getting healed at the same time. And by heals, I mean great games being released. Jake underscore G, thank God for video games. Roller 91, is it over yet? Morgan Phoenix, put yourself, uh, pour yourselves a drink because we survived. Clayton, great addition to my family. Shout out to little Poppy. At its Tilby. We'll happily take a mulligan on this one and start all over again in 2021. Brent, glad to be a part of history. I don't really understand that, but I love Brent. Jay Reddy, balls. Jamie, if only we could take a mulligan on 2020. I love that we had ass and balls. <laughs> I wish there was a boobs in there. That's right. I don't Maybe that'd be my 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 response. Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we were all under the consensus that it's been a rough year. It's been a really, really rough one, and you know, a good chunk of us obviously went through our own personal struggles. Everyone got affected by it in some way, which or another. So, I um, echoed the point that I am also glad for gaming. A lot of us was already probably a little bit comfortable in the space of uh, passing time with uh, video games. Um, so we're probably all quite accustomed to maybe staying indoors. But I mean, the underlining message is like, um, as long as we're all happy, healthy, and looking out for one another, um, let's, you know, march on to 2021 and hope for better things on the horizon. And here's my sort of, uh, I don't have a sentence per se, more so like a a paragraph or a verse. And I thought this this perfectly embodies, I guess, where a lot of us are feeling now. Uh, Maybe early in 2020, it was a bit different, but I think now coming to the back of it, this is our battle cry. So yeah, I thought Christina Aguilera perfectly sums up where I'm feeling right now. Um, I feel we've uh, we've come through it. We've uh, we've fought our way through a lot of muck and shit, gone through a lot of a lot of hardship this year, all of us in a whole host of ways, and uh, yeah, we got through it because we're fighters. Yeah. You know? Also, Christina Aguilera's top song. She also went super goth in that music video, and I was all about it. She really did. I watched the clip again this morning, and um, yeah, where she's in like the 
the forest getting some real uh, like cradle of filthy vibes going on Hell with, yeah. the, with the makeup and stuff and uh goth christina yeah thumbs up yeah that's that's yeah like obviously probably dirty is the other song that gets a lot of love no. <clears throat> because it is just hyper sexualized but fight is probably my, my favorite uh christina song me too Hope and we it don't get dizzy. perfectly sums up where i'm at for 2020 yeah that's our battle cry, Apeit Nation. <laughs> That's right, Hung Gamers. Our battle cry is Christine Aguilera. <laughs> Get your eyeliner Ooh, yeah. on. We're marching into 2021. That is it. Yeah, no genie in a bottle around here. It's fighter or bust uh, for, for, for X-Tina. That's what they call her, isn't it? X-Tina? Is that what they call her? Maybe. I don't know. I'm hip. I'm cool. Uh, but yeah, this is... Uh, Sort of the end of the road for the end uh, uh, the end of year extravaganza. Anything else you want to say, Miss Hart, before we uh, close up the studio for another week? Just another thank you to everyone that participated in this one and took the time to, you know, fill out our little form and participate and get involved with the Hungry Gamers podcast. Thank you for your participation. 100%. Thank you for your, your continued support on that front. Like, we won't do any thank yous and whatnot, maybe... For Festivus next week, we're just going to keep it straight, straight grievances. But yeah, like your your support, your listens, your your social interactions, your podcast reviews and ratings, all that kind of stuff, helping us maintain relevancy in the charts and and continue to grow and and find homes on these platforms. Like we were talking the other day about some of the numbers we've got on Spotify, which is excuse me, which is insane because we never promote the Spotify yet. We've got know over a thousand odd subscribers on there which is huge so thank you to all the people that listen that interact that are active on our social channels and also shout out to all the 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 silent fans like i know i listen to a lot of podcasts where i don't really interact with anybody on the socials so just because you're not saying anything out there doesn't mean that that your listens and and your time is uh worth any less than the ones that are active and chatting and chirping like Every one of you out there means the world to us and it helps uh, keep these energy levels up. Like we're at 222 episodes now mm-hmm. of this little old podcast. And, um, you know, if we didn't have the listeners and the support we do, it wouldn't be anywhere near as fun and probably wouldn't even be going anymore. So you guys are the the driver for, for helping us keep on keeping on. And the fact we still manage to grow and people still want to listen to a couple of couple of loud randy people from australia um you know it means a means an awful lot to us so thank you it honestly does thank you thank you but yeah you've still got time to uh get your answers in for festivus obviously as we mentioned uh we've got the og crew back together for a very special festivus episode next week so send your answers in you can either obviously go to our our twitter at we are 8-bit find the pinned page there go to that google form fill them out it's like a half a dozen questions taking no time and uh, can give you an opportunity to win a yeah, gaming headset as well as some other swag, uh, some merch and some other bits and pieces as well. So perfect, perfect early Christmas presents for you or your friends and family. But yeah, this has been uh, The Hungry Gamers end of year extravaganza. Miss Hart, let's uh, close this down for the second last time of 2020. And maybe we'll get uh, Vin Diesel to play us out in style with his uh, chart topper. I don't know which charts he's topped. Yeah, I don't think probably he did. his own. I don't yeah, think probably he did. his own. With uh, yeah, the song that he uh, released at the end of September, "Feel Like I Do." So until next week, Epic Nation, when we come see you for Festivus, much love. Let's stay hungry. That was a bad Vin Diesel.
Song's so fucking bad. It sounds like he needs to burp. Yeah. <laughs> like I think I would have preferred it if he just spoke some. I like didn't so even too. try to sing a note. Like if he just used his real deep gravelly voice and spoke these words. I just prefer if he didn't write a song. I don't know if we want to put the whole song in here. We've still got another minute 40. <laughs> Let's uh, stop recording now then.